Welcome into the Hail Mary podcast, available wherever you get your content, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and more. Today is Friday, September 25th. As always, I'm your host, Mary Rominger, also known as, regionally and subjectively, of course, Mary McFly. In the last episode, we heard from the great Paul Allen, horse racing and NFL play-by-play voice, But in this episode, no interviews. We're talking strictly about sports for the next hour or so, maybe less. Have no idea how long we will ramble on, but it'll be electric. Looking at the calendar just this past week and what we have ahead of us this weekend, NBA Conference Finals, NFL Week 3, WNBA semifinals, college football, MLB regular season, golf, most importantly, the Stanley Cup final, soccer, UFC, and whatever else I left out. But first, as the executive director and producer of this show, I decided that each episode will start out with something comedic, something that I found funny online, on YouTube, or whatever it may be throughout the week. Here's what we got this week. You look at a poop and think, that's an Offerman. I'm sending that to Nick. I think it started when I miraculously pooped in an N shape one time. And then I sent it, and I sent it to Nick and I said, hey, it was on Nick's birthday. I said, you guys have the same birthday. And then, uh, <laughs> At the time of recording this, I have no idea what clip I ended up going with, but I'm sure it was hilarious, and we could pretend that I reacted to that here. And we'll use this as a segue, NFL Week 3, this Sunday's standout games. We start with the Los Angeles Rams at Buffalo. Coming into this noon matchup, the Bills offense is hot, and the Rams are showing their best self. QB Jared Goff is flourishing once again on play action. Where to even begin with this matchup? I guess we can start with the obvious headline, quarterback Josh Allen. He's really the biggest change and improvement on both sides of the ball for Buffalo. So far this season, Allen has 729 passing yards, putting the Bills atop the NFL in net passing yards per game with 359.5 per ESPN.com. With that said, head coach of the Rams, Sean McVay, said particularly Allen's ability to be able to beat you with his arms and legs and on-the-fly decision-making is a winning edge. Although to counter, the Rams have some of the best defensive weapons in the league to knock Allen off of his rhythm, leading the pack star defensive tackle Aaron Donald, who already had an exchange with the Bills offensive coordinator earlier this week when asked how the Bills would stop Donald. He answered, we hope he misses the team bus. And Donald replied, I'm the first on the bus at practice and on the field. You can add that to the list of hilarious exchanges between players on these two squads. Of course, I'm referencing Jalen Ramsey and Allen back in the day. Getting back on track here, the Rams have the third fewest allowed points per game with 18. So even though they've let opponents get decent scoring opportunities, the stats show teams haven't been converting as often. 
Another problem for the Bills will be tight end Tyler Higbee. Aside from other offensive powerhouses like Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, Higby is lighting it up for a combined 51 catches for 616 yards and five touchdowns. Pretty obvious that on behalf of the Rams, we'll be seeing him used a lot more. Well, both of these teams are undefeated. The over-under is 47. Both teams are convincing in this game, which is one big reason why it's one of my top standout games. My guess, though, is Rams take this one by two touchdowns. Moving on, the Washington football team at Cleveland for my next standout game. Personally, anytime I see a defense that is loaded like the Washington football team with an NFL-leading 11 sacks, they're on my radar. Historically, and by historically I mean last season, we saw what quarterback Baker Mayfield looked like when up against a menacing defense. It wasn't pretty. Although this year, the Browns are all about that run game, and Mayfield handing it off to Nick Chubb or Kareem Hunt for rushing yards means Mayfield won't hold the same power. Although both teams will be sporting a healthier starting lineup, both teams are 1-1. One one. The over-under is 45 the Browns got creamed by the Baltimore Ravens week one and had a comeback win week two versus the Bengals. Washington had a solid defeat over the Eagles week one and fell to Kyler Murray and the Cardinals last week. Those are both very similar strengths and schedule leading up to week three. My pick in this one is top rusher in the NFL Nick Chubb, who sports 184 rushing yards, will help narrowly defeat the football team. My next standout game, Houston at Pittsburgh. I wanted to convince myself that this will be an opportunity for Deshaun Watson to get his first win of the season after facing a tough schedule right off the bat against the Chiefs and Ravens. But it became more and more clear that the Texans will remain winless until they host Minnesota next week. Other than TJ Watt being TJ Watt two weeks in, And never feeling like the Steelers have been out of control of a game, even in the 26-21 win over Denver last week. I don't think the Texans are using their talents enough to get the win here. Houston receiver Will Fuller not being a part of the offense last week was very damaging. I still don't know if he's injured or not. But not having one reception against the Ravens is hard to wrap my head around. He's supposed to be the guy now that DeAndre Hopkins is gone. And what was last week? Watson alluded to the team building chemistry week to week. And there are just a lot of things that need to be sorted out before I can make a case against the Steelers at home with the return of David DeCastro. I think Pittsburgh will go nuts to hit the over and win in blowout style. My last standout game of week three is Dallas at... Seattle. Also, I'm not counting Monday Night Football because we'll talk about the results of that showdown next week, and obviously it's a standout game of week three. My GOAT, Russell Wilson versus Dak Prescott. We have the Cowboys, who are top three in the league in total yards, and the Seahawks, who are top two in the league with 73 total points. This is going to be an offensive flurry. 
I've been pretty stat-heavy talking about football so far on the show, and I'm sorry to that, but to carry on, Wilson's long ball accuracy is deafening. As we are all aware, at this point, the Cowboys are coming off of a massive comeback game, finished off by Greg the Leg to defeat Atlanta 40-39 last week. This will be a very fun game that I expect to see the Seahawks come out of to remain undefeated on the season. And to make it even more complicated, I have Ezekiel Elliott, Jalen Smith, Greg the Leg, and on the other side of the field, DK Metcalf on my fantasy team. So I know in my household we'll be hoping for an absolute shootout, but nonetheless should be a great matchup. Switching gears now to what I deem as the most important league and series for that matter, the NHL Stanley Cup Final between the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Dallas Stars. Tonight is Game 4 and the Tampa Bay Lightning have a 2-1 series lead heading into the action. We were all surprised by Lightning captain Steven Stamkos returning from injury for his first game since February 25th in Wednesday's victory. Although, he only played a period, I believe, maybe a period and a half. And he had a goal and probably provided such an emotional boost that none of us have a clue about for Tampa Bay. Heading into this series, it had Dallas written all over it. The Stars' road to get to the final was nothing short of a challenge with the Avalanche and the Vegas Golden Knights. And they showcased a physicality that wins Stanley Cups. The Lightning on the other side of things could barely handle the New York Islanders who never proved themselves as a team that could finish the job to me. But the team we are seeing in Dallas right now is night and day. They aren't as physical. They're incredibly undisciplined. And on top of it all, they can't score on the power play to save their life. At the start of this series on Twitter... I predicted Dallas would win this series in seven games. I think that's still possible, but not if they don't execute a game plan that corrects all of which I just said. We'll see the action continues tonight. Now to talk about basketball. The WNBA playoffs are fully underway. We are in the semifinal round. Just one best-of-five series away for each of the four remaining teams to claim a ticket to the championship series. Right now, we have the Connecticut Sun with a 2-1 series lead over the Las Vegas Aces and the Seattle Storm with a 2-0 lead over the Minnesota Lynx. I'm based out of Minnesota, so we'll be talking mainly Lynx here. I think many people would agree the Lynx have all of the pieces they need to be a WNBA championship caliber team. But it seems like each of the pieces succeed at different times, either because of internal or external reasons. Right now, the most jarring problem I see with Minnesota is the storm cracked the code to shutting down Rookie of the Year Crystal Dangerfield. She's getting shot opportunities, but not great ones. If my memory serves me correctly, she was about 4 for 16 in Game 2. And towards the later parts of the season and so far in the postseason, Minnesota has redefined themselves as a younger and faster team. But that means there's less of a place for veteran big Sylvia Fowles when she's healthy. In addition, 
points off the bench are killing them. Last game, the Storm had 20-plus points off the bench while the Lynx had six. And without consistent offensive performances from Demiris Dantas, Dangerfield, Crystal Bonham, I'd say Nafisa Collier and Odyssey Sims have been more consistent for the team. But other than that, I don't see a whole lot improving for the win or go home game on Sunday. Hopefully, the Lynx can pull together three consecutive wins, but this might be the end of the road for Minnesota. That's where we will close out the show. I planned to break down the NBA Conference Finals and take a look at the leaders as we wrap up the final week of the MLB regular season. But now I plan to save that for next week. It's 2 a.m. Friday morning, and I'm still at work, so it's probably in my best interest to call it a night. The Hail Mary podcast. Still inconsistently throwing out episodes, but the plan is to have an episode now weekly on Fridays. Until next time, have a great rest of your week, everyone.